They put on the helmet and pads. Picked off by Jonathan Joseph. The Texans go in front. And make the big plays. Packed again by Whitney Merciless. His second of the game. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. But as a player, you got to use the little things and the details. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. Bread pudding, apple pie and ice cream, peach cobbler, or sweet potato casserole. Yeah. Welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. Live from Fuddruckers with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sidhu, and Drew Doherty. And welcome. We are on the road. Well, we're always on the road on the Fuddrucker Show, aren't we? But we took a longer road because we're in Stafford tonight. And Stafford rocks. Yes, they do. And you know who else rocks? Whitney Merciless. He is here tonight. Outstanding. And Whitney walks in like he was just visiting Rockefeller Center on a (laughs) sub-zero night. I mean, so you got the hat on. You're you're bundled up. So how do you feel about the cold weather now? Because you grew up in cold weather. Yeah. But now you're a Houstonian, so are you like me and you've kind of thinned out a little bit blood-wise? Oh, no question. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I feel like I need to wrap myself in, like, I don't know, a blubber suit or something like that just to <laughs> avoid all the wind that's going on right now. Well, Houston just doesn't know what it wants to be, whether it's, like, 75 degrees and sunny mm-hmm. or sunny in, like, about 45 degrees right now. How about walking out to practice yesterday, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. And yeah. then the, pr- the temperature drops like a stone last night. Exactly. I was trying to avoid getting sick with uh, this, like, oh, weather yeah. change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like... Come back from practice, it starts raining, like going, going towards Pearland or whatever. And, uh, man, I'm like, all right, well, here we go with this rain, whatever. It's probably still going to be, like, warm tomorrow. No, I come back outside <laughs> the house. I had to go run an errand or whatnot. And I'm like, dang, where did this cold weather come from? Um, so I, I'm cool with it as long as it's not uh, snowing. Right. Do, you guys, do you guys like practicing in this, though? I mean, you're going get, to get out, and I'm guessing probably at some point this week, isn't it? Uh, not really. No. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. Aren't there some guys that are like, oh, it's football weather, let's go? Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I mean, for example, like JJ, you, he'd go out there with, you know, Half nothing. Sleeves. Yeah, pretty much he'd be right. naked out there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney, if it's a cold weather game, are you wearing sleeves, or are you going to just wear a jersey? Uh, I mean, I've been wearing sleeves all season long, so uh, not any, like, thermals or anything like that. Uh, I'm pretty much still naked out there, too. Um, you know, you, you see guys that's, like, bundled up with, like, uh, thermal sleeves, you know, the, the little ski masks, the, uh, you know, the tights and all that. So I can't do that. It, it just feels too restrictive. And um, I'm just a sleeves guy, whether it's, like, 90, 90 and hot or uh, whether it's, like, below 8 degrees or so and, uh, you know, snowing. So I don't know if you caught any of the games on Sunday. Obviously, the Packers game, there was all that snow. Oh, yeah. And there are guys in from – the, on the Panther side, wearing just their jerseys. <laughs> yeah. You know they're not used to that weather. <laughs> but is there something about being a football player and not covering your arms? Is that just like some sort of statement that they're making out there? I mean, you know, just the nature of or the uh, the culture of football, you got to be tough, you know. Um, so going out there with some sleeves, like, for example, like, Probably if I like all the time, Kush always gets on me about for wearing my sleeves all the time. He does. Even even when I was playing, 
Right? I mean, when, when we were playing together, together and all that. Yeah. And so pretty much like, yo, know, you got to show the guns, like no matter what. Just put on some Vaseline, shine them up, you know, show shine them, them up. up. It, 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 to be fair, to be fair, when you guys played in that sort of, it wasn't snowing, but it was wet and cold mm-hmm. at Cleveland in 14. Oh, Cushing, like, stood underneath the bleachers and was drinking the dripping snow. So, like, you got to kind of put a, an asterisk by anything he from says. From gross, the bleachers, right? Bleacher from the bleachers. Floors. In Cleveland. Yeah. I, missed, I actually missed this. I don't know where I was at. Yeah. Oh, we have video. We have video. Oh, you got video of this. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to send me that. So, in Baltimore on Sunday, high of 46 degrees, no rain. Okay. But winds 11 miles per hour, that's not much at all. It's no. still a little bit of a chill. It's funny. I wonder, did anybody ask Bill O'Brien about the weather yesterday? I don't no. think so. Somebody's <laughs> going to say, what about playing in cold weather? And if the Ravens hear that, they will laugh hysterically. Mid-40s <laughs> in November. He'll laugh hysterically yeah. at it. He, he always bristles when anybody brings up, like, I guess it was, it was chilly in Philadelphia last year, chilly yeah. in New York, but nothing bad. And he... Somebody asked him about it last year, and he was like, <laughs> cold weather. You know, he was going to. Don't ask him. That. Don't ask him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, it's colder here than it will be in Baltimore. So, I mean, yeah. if you can weather through this. Oh, for sure. It should be fine. I mean, it, especially for us, it will be out there running around. Exactly. So, the thing is, you really don't feel it. Um, I think the coldest that we've played in was the Packers. Um, and, and then, like, Cleveland. But the Packers, yeah. I think, was worse because we had the snow coming in and just mm-hmm. started turning into slush. Well, all the guys say wind. You were talking about wind earlier. Mm-hmm. And when the Texans played the Packers in 08, before you were here, uh, it was around zero, just slightly above it. But no wind. Yeah. So that makes it more tolerable. Better for the passing game, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, if there's wind, I mean, look, it's going to be a lot. <laughs> guys don't want to get touched. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is, I actually like it when there's some wind and all that because some it, like our opponents, some, somebody's uncomfortable. And yep. so they don't want to get touched themselves. So it's like, all right, well, I just got to be in the mentality like, you know what, it's going to hurt, but I know that a person is going to be hurt right. even more. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this, because I was reading my Houston Chronicle on Sunday, and I still get the actual newspaper as well. Who, who still gets the actual newspaper? I see a number of hands out there. Okay, so your photo, okay, larger than life. What you, would you think of the photo? What would you think of the spread? Oh, uh, man, I thought it was cool. My head looked a little too big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you had a uh, great smile. Oh, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, I thought it was a, you know, a beautiful smile, no doubt. I was like, man, that's a handsome fellow right it, there. It's got <laughs> to be great, though, when an athlete, as an athlete, you're featured in something that's not the sports section, yeah. you know, and it's about your life. It's about everything you do in the community. That was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, for that piece and all that, it's just a... Uh, for people really to get to know me, uh, other than just being the football player, you know, Whitney mm-hmm. Mercer's and whatnot, understanding it, like, what are my interests? Who am I? Who am I as a human being? Things of that nature. And so um, it, it was a really cool piece on several things that I love to do around the, uh, you know, the city as far as, like, finding out about, like, new foods, new restaurants, and then mm-hmm. things of that nature. And then also uh, my philanthropic work and all that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's plenty of that. Oh, you yeah. had your event recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did it go? Wonderful, wonderful. We saw all the coverage. <laughs> you had a lot of VIPs show yeah, the up. The commissioner, yeah. Roger Goodell, you're standing next to him in the, uh, yeah. in the, in the, the backdrop there. Yeah, yeah the you know, we were just chopping it up. And that was after the Colts game, and so we uh, kind of touched on that. It was just like, yeah, that one still stinks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was real cool. All I, did, all I did was just text him, and he said, oh, just work on it, and sure enough, he showed up. You, you just have the text. Uh, you just have the phone number of Roger Goodell on your phone. You guys just text? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No, no, no that's just how that rolls? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so. When I was up for the Walter Payne uh, Man of the Year Award, oh, of course. Right? Uh, okay. being the nominee, and uh, 
pretty much I got to got a chance just to talk to Roger and uh, and all that. Just chopped it up real cool and, and everything. Got his number. He said just hit him up anytime. So what do you call, do you call him, Commissioner or Roger or Mister Goodell or so? When I text him, okay, <laughs> yo, <laughs> Raj. So Raj, I, I didn't do that. I was like, uh, Mister Goodell. He was like, please call me Roger. I was like, all right, cool. We like that. <laughs> all right, that's good. That is yeah. very cool. That's good. Yeah. So uh, it was cool. So got him to come, uh, and then uh, I had a dinner with uh, uh, with Jim Crane himself, and so it was real cool. It was like an intimate dinner. Just, uh, you know, everything inside as far as, like, the Astros, you know, how they go mm-hmm. about, you know, developing the team, just understanding Jim Crane himself. And so it, it, was, it was real cool. Um, got his card, uh, reached out to him, and, you know, just told him about a little bit about my, uh, my, my work with the, you know, Kids with Disabilities, the foundation and all that. And so he said, I'd love to show up. And so sure enough, he did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I asked Cal, of course, and, you know, he loves to support uh, the players and all that. So mm-hmm. he came out as well, too. And, uh uh, uh, his mother, Miss McNair, as well, too. So it was, like, it was real cool. Had a great room. Great room. Uh, everybody said uh, it was a great event. I was like, all right. I think it was more so the food, though. Really? The food was good. Do you, you, you normally stand up and give a speech at your events. Mm-hmm. Do you get nervous before you have to speak in front of these sort of, you know, very famous, important people? No, I actually don't. I, I no, Before, I would. Uh, so, like, any public speaking event, like, for example, like, even this, I would be in, like... I remember years ago, you <laughs> telling me you used to hate doing this. Oh, yeah. But you, I mean, you've clearly made the switch now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, but, you, but you're still not, you're not at all uncomfortable when you do any public speaking now. No, the, so the biggest thing is, like, if I got to go through, like, notes and all that and try to, you know, get down every single word and every point that I'm trying to make, then that's when I mess up and, like, I get nervous. So when I'm able to look at my speech, like, kind of go through a few points that I want to go through, I never have, like, cards on me or anything like that. I just can't do it. Kind of, like, it distracts me right. more so. And so I can just, like, really flow, understand the, fa- the feel of the room, uh, things of that nature. I really had to get comfortable with being silent. I think that's one of the biggest things as far as, like, uh, public speaking. And it's something that I've learned, you know, just taking communications class and all that. It's just, it's okay to Pause. just be quiet. Mark, Mark is yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm not good at that, Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a radio guy, so I'm the I, hear, same way. I, I hear dead air when I'm silent. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dead air, I have to panic. keep talking. Panic. <laughs> we like panic when we hear dead yeah. air, yeah. And I've had coaching on uh, you know, uh, my, my public speaking as well, too, and so just not having as many filler words, like it's okay to say, you know, uh, every now and then, not like uh, 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 every single yeah. Not too sentence. many odds in a row. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, and honestly, just uh, when Obama was in presidency, just watching his speeches was actually really cool because it's like, all right, you know what? I want to speak like that to be very, you know, very engaging for yeah. the room. And he all that. pauses. Oh, yeah. He pauses. And, and you can mm-hmm. tell that, yeah, he'll, he'll, round, he'll round up a sentence and there will be a pause there so he can think. Yep. You know, and Reagan's thing used to be. Well, you know, and he would say during that, well, you can get a lot of thinking done during the well, Here's how I think about it. And that'll allow you to sort of recharge the mind because, yeah, as you know, you got to think on your feet. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking in front of that room, it was it was easy. You know, the thing is now I had to keep up with the NFL jet because <laughs> Roger came in for the night and then him and Troy, uh, Troy Vincent himself as well, too. Right. Who was in the room. I uh, had to hop on the jet and head back to New York and all that. So. Um, I was kind of pressed for time, so it kind of got me a little flustered, but I, I was able to hammer it out, though. So wow. Uh, I, I think it's a real feather in your cap that Goodell shows up at your <laughs> event. I, when I saw that, I thought, 
Goodell was here. <laughs> was he just in town anyway? This is right. awesome. Right, exactly. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, it was funny because, um, you know, it, he said he'll get back to me. His team called. And so they're like, yeah, it's, a, it's like a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, this is like three weeks prior to the event. And so his team calls and they're like, hey, Roger's in. I was like, yes. I was laying on the table in the in the training room, just like getting worked on and all that. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Roger's coming through. Okay, all right. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. All right. So the buy. How did you spend it? Mm-hmm. Um, I went to up to Chicago for about three days. Or oh, so. good. Yeah. So completely did not work out at all. Um, it, it was actually nice. I had to tell myself not to work out. Really, it's yeah. important to take that kind of physical break. Yeah. So it just depends. Well, it depends on like your routine and how long mm-hmm. you've been going throughout the year. Right. So for me, I've been working out since uh, mid February. So I've wow. been like nonstop pretty much. And so the thing is, like, my body could potentially plateau at some point. So it's okay to really take that rest. I feel great this week actually, um, not taking that time off. So. Went up to Chicago, just got, you know, picked out on some food, cool restaurants, uh, speakeasies, came back. I had to go to the uh, Barbara Bush Gala event. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, saw AP up there, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, you know, they, they, they brought some animals too. So they had, like, I got to hold like a, a big old python mm-hmm. and got to mess with a couple monkeys. That's about it. Uh, right. so, <laughs> and then, uh, towards solid. The, yeah, it's, it's a solid evening. <laughs> no question. Um, and then, uh, uh, so this past weekend I had uh, the celebration of my niece's life, uh, coming into this world. And so mm-hmm. I got a lot of family, the family time and all that. So it was real cool. I saw some Instagram stories of you holding the baby. That's yeah. your niece, right? Yeah. Like, you could not have looked more uncomfortable. <laughs> like, what? he's holding the baby, Jeez. the baby's crying, and he's just like, get this baby. But it was it's so true. funny. It's your sister's baby, right? Yeah. She's, she's, she seems really funny, because she just was, she was like, just hold the baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So me and, like, all my brothers and all that, we, we've uh, talked about that. We all get nervous around <clears throat> such a fragile being. So it's like mm-hmm. we understand like we're powerful, like we're strong, and sometimes we just don't understand our own uh, strength. Yeah. And so as I'm carrying her, I'm like, yo, this is like the future over here. I can't <laughs> mess this up. <laughs> don't fumble. Just... Yeah, exactly. Don't fumble the baby. <laughs> exactly. Teeny tiny and floppy, <laughs> yeah. and you never know what's gonna end. Yeah. Exactly. And so when she starts to get to like you know squirming around and all that, I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't want her anymore. Just take her back. Just take her back. It's okay. You know what? I'll just watch from a distance. And I'm like, hey, Grace, how you doing? I'm not going to carry you. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) All right. Whitney Merciless is with us. We have a lot to talk about, including football, believe it or not, as the Texans take on the Ravens on Sunday. And Whitney's thoughts on getting back from the bye. What is that like for the team to ramp back up to full speed for Sunday at Baltimore? It's the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show at Stafford. Keep it here for more of the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show right here on Texans Radio. When buying a car, we all look for the same things. A fair price and a familiar face. And when you go to Tommy Von Ford in Houston, that's exactly what you get. Tommy Von Ford is a third-generation family business that's built a reputation for putting customers first. Perhaps that's why they bank with Amogee. Amogee always takes the time to listen and understand what they need and offer sound advice. Amogee makes the folks at Tommy Von feel like family. And for a family business, there's nothing better. Amogee Bank. Here you grow. Amogee Bank. A division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Official business bank of the Houston Texans. There's a chance your local Geico agent owns the same designer dog breed as you. Wait, you 
own a Bawawa too. Half bulldog, half Chihuahua, 100% lovable. Oh yeah. So many wrinkles, such a tiny face. But there's a better chance your local Geico agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance, motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need a chic, wrinkle-faced pup to do that. Local Geico agents. Call or visit yours today. Now back to Fuddruckers for more of the Texans Players Show. In Stafford, and even though everybody didn't clap coming back from the break, trust me, it's a huge crowd here tonight for Whitney Merciless as next week we are back at the Greenway location and we'll have Andre Ware on the show. Next week is a short week, so no player appearances, but Andre and... I'm going to try to get him to bring a special guest, and I'll let you know more about that later. Madonna? No, it's actually an inanimate object. I'll talk to you about it later. Okay, Whitney is with us. And Whitney, so what is it like coming back from the bye when you have, you know, you just mentioned it. You're in Chicago for the weekend. Guys, some of the guys traveled, some of the guys didn't. But Mm -hmm. here you go. You were back at practice yesterday, regular Tuesday off. What's it like getting back up to full speed for the game on Sunday? Yeah, well... First of all, I woke up, I was like, ah, I wish we had enough day to, uh, you know, <laughs> to ourselves. But um, we, we understand the job that we have at hand. And so yeah. um, Monday, it pretty much we're just ramping into things. So it's, uh, you know, not, you know, just blast the doors down right away because you could potentially get somebody injured uh, by right. doing that, right? So Monday, we had like, it was a practice where we were actually doing, a, you know, pretty good, like a 3-4 speed type of practice, mm-hmm. whatnot, going through everything just watching the film breaking down the ravens as far as that goes and so we got a, like a nice nice sweat um out of practice and so uh today off take care of the bodies wednesday back to regular mode it's going to be more so of a jog through mode because we're able to teach um uh, teach a whole lot for the uh, for the coaches and all that mm-hmm. give different looks and stuff like that uh versus the normal practice and then thursday we'll go we'll go hard pads and then friday normal fast friday and then, uh, you know, travel and uh, see the Ravens. On a normal practice week, you get the film, I think, Monday, Tuesday, the cut-ups mm-hmm. for the week, and then your first practice is Wednesday. How does it work when you're coming back from a bye? Because you, you've been gone for, for right. four or five days. Do you, do you get a little bit of an advanced copy of the film, or are you sort of seeing everything and learning it at the mm-hmm. same time on Monday? Yeah, we actually do. So last week before we broke for the bye, um, well, I, I don't know <clears throat> for every other position group, but I know my position group, um, Pagano, he sent us already all the cut-ups, all the film and all that, so we can actually, you know, take a look at it during the week and all mm-hmm. that. So, you know, early on the week, take a look at look, take a little gander at it or whatnot, right. but you don't want to just overload your, you know, your memory or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So take a look at it, come back the next week, refresh your memory, and then on Monday, we watch it all over again, break it down even more in detail, and then Wednesday... Uh, we'll go through the whole gambit again as far as our first and second down and then like third down uh, red zone situations. Everyone's talking about how this is probably one of the most complicated offenses that you have faced. Don't you think it's it's pretty lucky that you had a few extra days to look at it? Do you feel like, yeah. oh man, we really needed those extra few days to look at all this film? Yeah, no doubt. And so it's uh, it, so at first it looks really complex um, as far as all the motions and the shifts and everything that they do. Um, and so looking at it at first it's like, damn what is going on here right so now taking a second look at it after you know getting away from it and actually breaking it down it's actually some of the similar things with uh, a traditional style offense now all they're doing is motioning and making it more complex where you know just trying to confuse you right so once we were able to actually like break that down 
it made the game a lot simpler for us to really actually understand what they're trying to do. It's just, so for them, it's just pretty much to get you off balance, you know, get you to widen. Uh, so, the, you know, Lamar, you know, pretty much their backfield set with Mark Ingram and Lamar, pretty much use them and their ability, uh, you know, to create some space so that it can run, gas you, however the way that they may um, may be able to do on the, on the defense or whatnot. And so uh, for us, once we were able to, like, break that down, it became a lot more simpler in order to get our key reads and all that instead of looking at everything. So did you wind up watching them play the Bengals on Sunday, or did you, did you catch it after that? How did that work for you? Yeah, I caught, you know, I caught, the, uh, caught the game. Now, the thing is, I mean, yeah, of course, he was just running all over the place, him yeah. and Mark Ingram and all that. And so yeah. um, that was, <laughs> that's not really good, like, that great a film to watch uh, or, at, like, the game. And plus, I can't rewind the TV as well, too, unless, yeah. it, you know. And, and do, you really, also, do you also factor in the Bengals are kind of struggling in where they are as a team right now, too? Yeah, exactly. You've got to watch some games where, you know, that's similar in our scheme as far as how they might uh, block us. Patriots. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So just understand, like, watching games like that uh, versus our scheme. Uh, also, we might change, we'll, we'll change up some schemes as far as, like, a four down front, our nickel package or whatnot, um, just to give them a different look. But... Um, seeing how they're attacking those teams to see what, uh, where I fault at um, or what might affect us. And then also er- earlier things in the year, how we have been, been gassed by other teams as well, too. I'll tell you what, he, he throws the ball well. We all know that. We can mm-hmm. see that. And he's had two games of the perfect passer rating. He runs the ball lights out. Yeah. That run he had against the Bengals is one of the best quarterback runs I've ever seen. Yeah. Might, might have been one of the best runs I've ever seen. You know, yep. the spin move in the middle of it. It was a terrific run. And, you know, Johnny Harris was talking about being disciplined and everything and staying at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those fundamentals that even you learn in high school apply to this in a way, right? Yeah. Because it's a lot of deception and you can't be fooled by it. you got to stay home. It, can you speak to that a little bit? Exactly. So um, just going back to, uh, you know, coming back from the bye, and so what we focus on this week is fundamentals. And so when you have a week of time, like a little bit of time off, you, right. uh, teams tend to you know, lose their fundamentals. You know, the hand placement, the, you know, uh, seeing a little, not seeing a whole lot, you know, as far as reading your keys and things of that nature. And so that's pretty much what, we've been, uh, what we did Monday, what we'll do, do tomorrow. And also just, like you said, the, fundamental, the fundamentals in understanding how they're running the offense and all that so that mm-hmm. you may, you, so you're in the right place and that you don't allow them to gas you. Um, so that's pretty much what we're focusing on. Talking about these fundamentals, we know you played at University of Illinois in the mm-hmm. Big Ten, but back in high school, did you see many teams that ran the option, ran this type of offense that you're seeing now, or is this kind of just out there? Um, let's see. Because back here, here locally, about yeah. 20, 30 years ago, that's what everybody ran. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, high school, really didn't really see much of an option yeah. uh, when I was playing. And in college, didn't really see, the, you know, mm. the Big Ten, it's more like, you know, downhill, smash mouth football, yeah. whatnot, yeah. the traditional way. Um, and I, I really didn't see that much option no. as far as that. You so know, it makes it sort of <clears throat> semi-unique, huh? Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, the zone read, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, this, you know it, and also versus KC when they had Alex Smith ran the option as well too. Right, and so I, I've seen that on, on this level as well. Okay, too. yeah. So so Alex Smith ran some of that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow. That was like more of like a third one uh, situation or so mm-hmm. when they can actually like get you for that first down or so. Is the big challenge preparing against a guy like Lamar Jackson is that you can't. There's nobody to simulate him in practice because <laughs> you just don't know how, like that spin move. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to practice against well, that? Yeah. Like, how? I mean, I, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> do the curious. spin move thing. Do that, do that thing, and then uh, trick me over here. Yeah, like 
practicing against mm-hmm. the scout team and having them simulate, like, how do you yeah. sort of factor that into your preparation? Yeah, so you, pretty much there's been an emphasis on our scout team to run the plays exactly how it's going to be uh, with the Ravens and do it at, a spe- at the same speed as well, too. Now, as far as the quarterback goes, um, now we don't well, except besides Deshaun, mm-hmm. we don't have you know the person who has the skill set as far as Lamar. Himself. So he's got to do both. He's got to Deshaun's got to run scout and, team. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, <laughs> Definitely not. All right, Deshaun, um, you're doing double duty. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, as far as that goes, we have Magoo um, at quarterback, right. and so uh, he's the he's the closest thing that we have in order to really give us that look mm-hmm. um, as far as what and Lamar might do as far as you know. Shaking and baking and all that, but yeah. you know, at the best of his ability. Would yeah. you? Would you? Would you think that Bill might actually put a running back back there just to simulate some of the plays? I mean, I don't see why not. You'd yeah. almost have to put like Stephen Mitchell. Yeah, you know, or like somebody that can do somebody really fast. Yeah, exactly. Who can really just stop on a dime? Do all kinds of things and all that. So, you know, come Wednesday, that may just change, and we may just put a running back back there. Uh, at the quarterback position and just run plays all day. Kind of mix it up. Okay, we haven't talked to you since we all got back from London. So mm. what was that experience like for you, going over there, adjusting, playing, yeah. the whole thing? Yeah, so, um, man, that was kind of tough uh, as far as traveling over there. Yeah, I did not sleep a lick on the you flight. Didn't. No. You didn't? You're supposed to sleep, Whitney. I, I couldn't. See, like, I tried. Done, I tried. And on the plane, I mean, there was like about two hours of like turbulence going on. Or so. Yeah, it was pretty bumpy. Yeah. So I like as soon as I, I don't I deal with that very well. Do that's you? supposed really? to rock you to sleep. <laughs> so no. I, I'm good with turbulence uh, as mm. far as like, you know, being knocked out. If I can like if I sleep initially when we take off. Like, I'm fine, but as soon as the turbulence starts going on, I, there's no way. As falling soon as, asleep. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I started falling into a deep sleep, it's like a bump, I'm up. And mm. plus, it, I wasn't really that comfortable uh, on the right. plane as far as we had the beds. Yeah. Now, I've been on like uh, a 777 with United and all that, and those beds are much more comfortable versus mm. this Virgin really? Atlantic bed. Okay. Now, granted, the plane that we were flying on uh, was it said, has, what I found out was, has been in service since 06. So, oh. yeah, you know, just walking up to the plane and you can actually see the where, the, you know, as far as the number of hours that it's been in the air. Really? I didn't used. notice that. Yeah. It did I'm glad seem like I didn't. The, it did seem like the <laughs> seats, well, where we were sitting, the seats were a little bit smaller and tighter together. I was just curious how first, mm-hmm. where, the, where the players were. But I think it's better. Did yeah, you, yeah, it was better. I think did it's, you, it's a little bit better. They're, they're better off. But then when, we you, fine. when you arrive there and you mm-hmm. haven't slept all night, because now it's early morning, did you, did you take the illegal nap that you're not supposed to take when you get there? Like, I didn't, no, didn't have okay, a chance good. to. Okay, good. Well, that's good because then you were just wide awake. This is pretty bang, bang, bang for you guys. You had to go out and practice yeah. and do oh, yeah. event and everything. Yeah. yeah. As soon as we got to the hotel, it's like, all right, go drop your stuff at the hotel. Don't uh, go to sleep. I mean, the, uh, the hotel rooms. Don't go to sleep. Um, and come right back downstairs, grab breakfast, and then we're starting our region and activation and all that. So went through that. And then after we were done with that, I guess we grabbed lunch or so, had a few meetings. And then immediately we had to go get dressed and be on the bus to go to practice. So it, like you said, it's like more bang, bang, bang. That Good. bus ride was about 20 to 30 minutes, though. Did you <laughs> fall asleep? <laughs> like, how did you not fall asleep any time between then That's and good practice? Question. You know, I took a little cat nap for like yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a good, though. Bit. That's yeah. good, though. A little bit will help. <laughs> yeah. Better than nothing, right? Exactly. And then that night, you probably crashed pretty well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I did yeah. not wake up until I heard my alarm. 
That yeah. was it. So I didn't do any, uh, you know, when we had our break, downtime or whatnot, I didn't really attempt to go into the city yeah. or anything like that. I heard the traffic was just terrible. Good idea. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not wasting an hour of my life just to mm-hmm. go see London. Because it would have been actually three hours of your life. Yeah. It, it, it took forever. Really, oh, really? It was that bad? Yeah, it would have been an hour. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was far. I mean, it would be dr- if we're in Stafford here at Fuddruckers, it'd be like driving to the Galleria would take you over an hour. Yeah. Over an hour yep. to get to get that kind of distance, it, and everyone who was in London, who's here at Stafford, is like, yes, exactly. Yep. It was like might ga- be more Galleria Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, all, all the right. Time. A little bit more on that trip. A little bit more on the Ravens, and some questions from the crowd here. We're at Fuddruckers with Whitney Merciless here in Stafford. The big finish is up next. The Fuddruckers Texans Players Show continues in a moment. We're back with more of the Texans Players Show, live from Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers and Stafford with Whitney Merciless, Mark Vandermeer, DP Sidhu, Drew Doherty with you. And Whitney, so here we go. We were talking a lot about London. How... Just back to that subject for a moment before we get questions from the crowd. How Mm -hmm. did you feel during the game after all that we talked about? I felt great, actually. Yeah? Yeah, so the method to the madness, it actually worked. Okay. Um, Crashing that first night. Uh, The next day, pretty much... I passed out during our, like, four- or five-hour break. Mm-hmm. And some guys, they went to the city. Right. Uh, I decided to go back to my hotel room and just take another nap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and just got crashing that same night before the game. Um, yep. It was actually, like, really wonderful. So I, I got up. I was refreshed. I was energetic. And during the game, I felt great. My body felt fine. Uh, no jet lag. I didn't feel, you know, sluggish or anything like that. So I, and plus, I was alert. You guys Good. looked alert. I mean, you put 23, 23-point <laughs> win. I mean, you always play them close, no matter what the record is for the most part. Yeah. And you actually just ran away from I mean, I mm. joked to – I was on the sideline at the very end with yeah. John Harris, and I said, they're dragging the body through the street at this point. <laughs> you guys are pulling off that, that, that beating at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we – if I remember correctly, we, we didn't really have that much of a great start at the beginning um, just because we were just, like, you know, finding our rhythm whatever. And then after that, once we started clicking, I mean, on all cylinders, offense, special teams, defense, it was just uh, it was pretty much like a slaughter. So um, now on defense, we did a good job in order to maintain, uh, contain Minshew himself. Right. Uh, we knew that if we just bull rush and squeeze the pocket on him, mm-hmm. he's just looking for his first read. After his first read is gone, he's just, hey, he just doesn't know what to do. It's just like, okay, all right, well, um, all right, I'm just going to scramble. I'm going to bail, right? Yeah, exactly. So mm. when he did scramble, he made some plays. I think it was like two plays or so. And there was actually two routes. We were playing Tampa, and there was two routes. It was pretty open and whatnot, but he overthrew both of them. Right. So we understood, like, you know, his accuracy isn't really that – isn't there. So if we make him just sit down in the pocket and deliver the ball, then we got a chance. You guys were definitely bringing the pressure. The last four drives ended in a takeaway. Yeah. I mean, the defense was really getting in its head towards the end of the game. Again, that had to have felt good. <clears throat> yeah. To just sort of go into the bye knowing, like, oh, yeah. hey, we, got, we, got, we didn't get a takeaway the week before, but mm-hmm. we just ended on four straight yeah. to finish the game. Well, you know, the thing is uh, you know, we, we broke a streak with um, – uh, and it's all on Dylan, and I hope Dylan's listening to this. <laughs> oh, it was his it, fault. Oh, it was definitely his fault. Yeah, he should have picked the ball off when, mm. <laughs> when, when Buddy <laughs> threw it to him. And so, uh, it, and he made up for it in this game, no doubt. But, you know, the whole entire defense, so we made up for that and started a new streak. And so it felt great. Get on the plane with the win, uh, doing what we did. 
and uh, really just going into the bye week where on, on a positive note and then coming back. All right, let's get some questions from the crowd in here at Fuddruckers. What's your name? Uh, is it on? Debbie. All right, microphone working on it. Georgie's working on the microphone, and it should work now. Hello. Yes. Debbie. Okay, Debbie. From Magwest. <laughs> um, how did it feel to leave London after the defense caused four turnovers? Oh, well, we were just kind of talking about it. But how, how did it feel coming back, though? Because you had a long flight coming back as well, and I know it feels a lot better after you win. Boy, yeah. that would not feel good Ooh. after a loss. Oh, definitely not. Eight hours on playing, got to look at each other and just be like, you know, yeah, yeah, point to some fingers maybe. Well, yeah. we don't play, blame, blame, well, point fingers. But uh, it actually felt great, um, you know, just to be able to get, you know, get guys uh, who, you know, had to step up, you know, for guys like J.J., you know, guys mm -hmm. in, the, you know, like in the DB room as well, too get four turnovers, and really just uh, lock away the game as well, too. So it was, uh, it, it was great to end on a positive note. What's it like, though, a plane ride, you're going into the bye, but it's a much longer one. How much fun are you guys having, like, enjoying each other? Because, you know, we've seen after wins, it's a pretty good time. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime we win and we get on the plane, I mean, it's like a party on the plane for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, the FAA is not up there, so... <laughs> 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 Anything else? Now I'm playing. You know, but, uh, he paints this picture. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to say, as a member of the organization, it's not quite that big. It's not no. soul playing up there, no, all right? We're not. Not. <laughs> it's but happier. I, <laughs> but, I, you know, Whitney, it's funny because, look, look you are at Illinois, and you know that in college, when you lose a game mm -hmm. and you fly, it is so much worse than yeah. the pros. The, the plane rides after those losses, it's like a flying hearse. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah, it's like somebody died for sure. And, I mean, uh, NFL, <laughs> so you got to get going for the next one no matter what you do, win or lose. Yeah, turn the page. Turn yeah. the page every single time. We'll come in, we'll review it, and uh, <clears throat> pretty much we can't linger on it because we got to move on because the game is going to be on as quick. When you guys, when it's the bye week and you guys are all in your separate ways, are you watching the games and mm -hmm. texting each other? How much are you keeping up with what else is happening in the division, or are you just really just disconnected? Well, I, the, I, I do. Uh, it, we, most of us, we do say keep up to date with whatever's going on in the division, because um, of course we want to win the division, and it's very important to our jobs um, to understand you know, what's at stake and all that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if guys are texting each other or whatnot. Um, I don't text anybody. You text <laughs> really? nobody. nobody. You don't have no. a linebacker's text chat or anything like that? We got a chat, but it's like, all right, look, I know you're going to be here. Like, Brendan, he went to Portland. Um, I don't oh, know everybody's what doing their own thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Just, uh, I've already seen you enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is our break. Yes, exactly. We break from you guys, <laughs> yeah, too. Exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, some guys are watching. And I keep up to date with, you know, updates on my phone and stuff like that, what's going on, uh, who's winning, who's losing in our division and all that. Tannehill, I mean, he did an exceptional oh, yeah. job. They're I mean, different with him. Yeah. So you don't have to see Foles because you saw Minshew twice, yep. but you're going to have to see Tannehill twice in all likelihood. All right, next question from the crowd. What's your name? Renee. All right, Renee, what's your question? Okay, who influenced you the most in your career and, and why? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I would have to say my cousin. He, uh, he's currently serving uh, with the Marines right now. Um, wow. And... When we were growing up, <clears throat> so I watched him play peewee football, and I wanted to play, but I was too heavy. And so, yeah, they always have, like, a weight limit and all that, uh, so I could not play at all. So I didn't start playing football not until my freshman year of high school, like, towards the end of wow. freshman year or whatnot. And, um, yeah, he's just like, man, look, if you don't like it, you can always quit. 
Mm-hmm. So it just so happens I, I actually liked it. You can always um, go back to soccer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no question. So I, I did want to play soccer at the same time, but it uh, they, they coincided with, mm-hmm. with each other and all that. So I couldn't really you know do that. But it felt great to take some aggression out on the on the field and go mm-hmm. hit some guys and whatnot. But I sucked. I was terrible. I uh, couldn't catch the ball. Had uh, all my peers, they called me bricks because my hands were like bricks. Because you were playing tight end at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to understand what, you know, what the offense is, what the defense is, the scheme, all that, the positions, what to do. Uh, so my head was pretty much swimming until, you know, I really got, you know, yeah, he helped me out as far as, like, breaking the game down and all that. So uh, my cousin, uh, his name is John Vion, so he, uh, he really just uh, helped me out in that, mm-hmm. in that regard. When you say heavy, were you big, like too tall, or were you just so drowned. like you just a foodie, like in the <laughs> a foodie, like in the early what a polite way of putting I was it. like, I don't know how to say this nicely. Oh, uh, fat, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, no, no. So like my uh, like my body mass was just like my bone density, however you want to put it, just made me way too heavy. They didn't want him destroying people. Yeah, right. Well, that's what I was trying. I was trying to trying to figure out. If yeah. it was he's just, not fat. No. He's just big bones. No. You were big bones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now growing up, I mean, I was a little chubby. I was a little chubby growing up, and then I hit my growth spurt, and you know, I leaned stretched out. out. Yeah. Were you were you tall and chubby? Like you were also bigger than the other kids, or you were just... no? So I didn't really get tall and not until seventh grade. Or so um, before then, I was pretty short and uh, pretty short and chubby. Short and chubby. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to it's lose. It's very hard back. to picture. We need photos. We need photos of this. Uh, I might tweet out some photos. TBT. Yeah. Have we done the 53 on Whitney yet? It's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. We got to do one. All it's right. Coming. Let's let's get to our next question from Lawrence. What's up? How's it going, Whitney? Good. 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 What is your go-to song to play in the locker room to get you hype? Oh, good question. What do you request from DJ Dunny? No, DJ mer- Dunny? no mercy. Uh, your no, song. Just, I heard that song way too many. Actually, you know what? We, we should change that song. I'm just saying. Mm, yeah, we really? should change it up. Yeah, definitely. What would you change it to? Mercy, oh. mercy, me, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe it's more current. Uh, I think the fan base would be questioning me at yeah. that point. Current. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what I'll be. Uh, what I well probably like a J Cole song or something because that's one of my favorite artists. Mm. Um, but the song that I request. Well, you know what. I don't even go to Dunny at a request because he's just going to play whatever he wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my headphones and I play uh, Lil Wayne's Money on My Mind pretty mm. much. So yeah, pretty much it gets me in the right mood set and like mindset as far as like, I'm going to go take and snatch somebody's money today. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's mine too, actually. <laughs> I, I wonder if DJ Dunny's job is in jeopardy because I see the boom boxes in the locker room and guys have headphones. So there's a lot of dueling music happening in the locker room, isn't there? Well, oh yeah. Deshaun no just carries the boombox yeah. to the games now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he just wants like everyone to enjoy what he's listening to. Yeah, because everybody has like a different mood. It's like, all right, well, all right, I could be listening to some like for example, Gunna. That's a uh, that's one of the artists uh, that you know Deshaun loves to listen to, and so pretty much you know he might want to listen to that. But Dia, but Dunny, he wants to listen to I don't know somebody from Cali or something like that. <laughs> Uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar, something like that, you know, as far as that goes. Um, so everybody's mood really just uh, just uh, switches up. Now, we have had an issue between the LPC crew and the linebacker crew. Yes, Ooh, he told um, me about this in training camp. Has it been <clears throat> resolved? Um, I don't know. Still ongoing. Nah, okay. it, well, the thing is, it's uh, died down, so nothing, uh, uh, nothing has been said or anything like that. Because 
you know, we just don't want to go in there where the, like, sometimes when it's like just blaring music and all that, you know, just uh, loud rap music. We kind of want something a little you smooth. You want slow jams. Yeah, some slow jams. Keep it smooth today. Remember this? Dunny, Dunny said that the yes. linebackers want slow jams, and it does not get the <laughs> LPC, the defensive lineman, like... No, it doesn't. Ready to go. Right. Adre- there's no adrenaline for practice. Oh, yeah, no. no, no okay, so that's all. ongoing. All right. Yeah. So headphones for everybody, yep. it sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 53 <laughs> tables for one. <laughs> okay, let's get to Mark here. Mark, what's your question? Who's the funniest person in the locker room other than you? <laughs> funniest uh, or funniest? Funniest. Funniest. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. It got to be uh, Dunny. Donnie is like probably one of the funniest people yeah. in the locker room for sure. I mean, some of the zingers he just hits you with. It's just <laughs> like, did he really just say that? Like, I mean, like he's probably like roasting somebody in the locker room. If you laugh a little too hard, he's gonna look at you. What are you laughing at? Then he gets uh, gets going right on you and start telling you about all your issues and all that. I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe oh. I should just maybe I should just like back out and just go back to my locker. He's like a comedian doing crowd work. No basically. question. Exactly. Kevin and DJ both. They're, they're, they could be like a comedy tag team. Right? Oh, for sure, no, for sure. DJ is funny too. They're both like, really funny. Like if you just listen to some of the things that DJ says, it's just like what. <laughs> Oh, we've heard. He's been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, Whitney, a couple of things about what happened over the weekend. Texans didn't play, but you kind of gained some ground, if you will, because mm-hmm. the Colts lost to the Dolphins. Yep. But I wanted to ask you about that because the Dolphins beat the Colts. You have Atlanta going into New Orleans, beating New Orleans. What about this league? I mean, you guys, there's no question that you are on alert with the Ravens coming up and the mm-hmm. teams following them, but... What about this league where that can happen? Yeah. And it happens a lot, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, teams that you don't think are very good, you know, Browns or, you know, whoever they may be, the Dolphins and all that, those teams are typically the most dangerous ones because they don't have anything to lose. And they're looking to mess up your season for sure mm-hmm. um, and mess up your standings and all that. And so you can't underestimate those teams. Yeah. Um, a lot of times what happens, you know, it's like, oh, man, this, hey, we're just going to chuck this up as a dub. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Anybody's dangerous. I mean, for God's sakes, they're, they're an NFL team. They have weapons. Um, right. You know, as far as, you know, whether the team is not clicking or, you know, mm-hmm. they're not being utilized right, whatever the case may be. But, and the Dolphins have Fitzy. Yeah. I know, Fitz Magic. <laughs> Fitz, yeah. <laughs> I miss that boy, man. <laughs> he was He's funny. Fun. He was funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the thing is, I mean, and Fitzy, he's a competitor, too. So. Uh, he hates losing, and when he's in there, he's going to do his best in order to try to pull out a dub, and that's exactly what he did. For you doing what you do on the field, a running quarterback, and Fitzy's one of them. He can mm. make a lot of plays with his feet. He did it here. He did it on Sunday, so he's still doing it after all these years. His rookie year was 2005. He's been in this league that's for a crazy. long time, and he can still run. For you doing what you do, how aggravating is that, and how challenging is that to deal with as a defender? For a quarterback that runs? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it is very frustrating because the thing is, you kind of want to just tee it up. As a pass rusher, you want to tee it up and just go after them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether your rush lanes are uh, compromised, but versus a running quarterback, you have to make sure the integrity of the rush is uh, coordinated and right. is on point at all times. So you can't freelance and. Nope. As soon as you freelance. I'll loop inside this time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and for example, Minshew, he will take the opportunity. It, now, if you got. You know, somebody on the left side who decides to run, do their own thing and freelance and come on the inside where all the rush is on the right side. So now you leave a huge gap to where he's just probably going to take off. And depending on the coverage, if it's a man coverage, everybody's manned up. Nobody can actually break off and go 
uh, you know, uh, you know, keep an eye on um, the the quarterback. And so that's where you have like your D linemen, your linebackers have to be on the same page as far as what we're going to run. Make sure somebody's the A gap rusher and give the A gap push and take on the double team where the one on ones you got to either win or you got to run a game and make sure it's all balanced and not give mm. him a seam. Right. Right. Otherwise, he could take off, get big yards. No question. All right. So edge setting is not just for the running game. It's definitely for these guys because that is part of the running game. Yeah. 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 So going into this yeah, <laughs> this week's game. Right. Um, so, of course, you got Mark Ingram back there. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's downhill runner and he's going to break you off, uh, you know, in, however way he can, mm-hmm. of course. And so he's a great he's a great player in this uh, in this league. Also, you've got another another threat. Um, Lamar. Yeah. And so the thing is, you've got to set. Well, first of all, we want to get make sure the ball goes into Mark's hand right. and get a downhill run so the guys can eat that up and actually stuff the run uh, instead of allowing Lamar to get out and break you off with his feet. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be frustrating in that in that sense. But we have to play very disciplined. Everybody has to just do their job essentially on it. Uh, and that's that. That's probably the that is the one of the main problems as far as facing an offense like that like that. It's if you just do your job, then you're going to stop a lot of these runs, and they're not going to. Once they run it, they're not going to go back to it, mm-hmm. and that's typically how this league works. Um, now, when you get out of whack, somebody tries to do too much, tries to go for you know go for the um, the dive player or the running back, and you know you got the guy coming over type uh, over top. Uh, pretty much now you're destroying the integrity of the defense as far as you know just playing one gap, like gap control and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's. That, that's where we're going to have to be very great. And I think, our, well, I don't think, but our guys are very good at just doing their job. That is key. That's crucial against the Ravens on Sunday. Okay, so good week of prep. Good luck this week. And I know it's a short week next week, but we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> All that matters is Sunday at noon against Baltimore. Thanks a lot for joining us. And what oh, else yeah. do you have going on in the community and everything? I know you're just done with your event recently. <laughs> yeah. Are you taking a little breather here, or do you have stuff brewing for the holidays? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm ta- well, I'm taking a breather right now, but uh, <clears throat> feeding some kids at the uh, you know, children's ho- Texas Children's Hospital okay. uh, for Thanksgiving. Done that for the last three, four years or so. Uh, and then, of course, I'll be doing my toy drive in December. Uh, just racing toys across the city, just having, you know, probably post up a box at a restaurant that, you know, we just talk to in order for people to come in, donate a toy, and then we'll just hand it out uh, with one of our partners. And one-fifth is in what state of being? It is Gulf Coast. So, okay. my, yep, exactly. So <clears throat> kind of a uh, seafood concept or so. So uh, pretty much it's like, you know, just trying to feed you, kind of like our first concept. Nice. All right, how about it for Whitney Merciless here in Stafford, Texans All Access, next on Texans Radio. This is Texans Radio. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Fun is a choice. And when you choose a Carnival Cruise vacation with a 20% discount, it's like a Marco. You never want to stop following. A ball, you never want to stop dunking. A filet, you never want to stop mignoning. Mm, A sand, you never want to stop castling. 
and a putt you never want to stop sinking. Nailed it. Because once you choose fun with Carnival, you'll never want to stop. Carnival. Choose fun.